What's going on, guys? Welcome to the first episode of the Son of a Glitch podcast. My name is Righty Ravita, and today we are joined by the one and only Monster. You can see him on screen if you're watching live here on twitch.tv slash Ravita. He has a cookie monster emblem on right now. And then we've got the one and only SAS Omerita holding a couple of paintball guns. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, Hi. man. You guys are good? Um, so for those of you that don't know us... Um, all three of us have a background in gaming. Um, mine, at the current moment, revolves around Destiny. We do uh, trials assistance on Destiny every weekend. It's a pain in the ass. It's stressful. Uh, Monster was one of my first ever Sherpas, who I met uh, back in year one around the House of Wolves. Thank you for reminding me of that, Lessie. And uh, SAS, or Steph as I'll call him throughout this podcast... Uh, I also met him in Destiny. Uh, Steph, when did we meet exactly? Um, oh, it's, it's a long while ago now. It would have been probably the first DLC. First DLC, um, that was uh, Dark, Dark Below, Below, yeah? Yeah. Alright, and uh, do you remember like how we came like how we came together, how we met? Yeah, um, it was actually because we... It was actually through Justin. Um, there's a guy that we used to play with, we still play with sometimes, called uh, Ajanin Zinitsij. And um, I met him through a, a friend from home uh, who... Uh, they used to play Halo 3 together and, and Halo Reach. So me and me and Justin did a few raids together. And uh, he was in a clan at the time called the Spartan Army. And I joined and Chris was part of the same clan. And I met, met uh, right Ravida through there really it's a it's kind of funny that you say that because um the first clan i was ever in uh which was it was such a good clan it was a pve clan before i really got into pvp but uh the first clan i ever joined on any game was on destiny and it was the spartan army 300 so i just thought that was kind of funny that you mentioned uh justin's was the spartan army all right, cool. Um, Monster, how did yeah. uh, how did you and I come to meet, man? We met in a skirmish match yeah. on Vertigo. Uh, we mercyed the fuck out of these free scrubs, and you invited me to a party because we played very well together. You sure it was? Uh, you sure it was Vertigo? Vertigo wasn't around back then, was it? No, nah, no, nah, it was Vertigo, definitely. Really? We did, we House of Wolves? No, yeah. we met in year one, dude. Douche. No, we didn't. Oh, Leslie says we met near one. How's the wolves? Yeah, Leslie's stupid. Alright. So anyway, keep going, keep going. So we met in a game of skirmish. What happened? Um, <clears throat> we mercyed them. Like, proper bad. <laughs> and so you invited me to a party, and it was you and Nitsage. Or Justin. And you asked if I wanted to join the No Scrubs clan. I was like, yeah, I know. Man, No Scrubs. I've playing ever since. Yeah, No Scrubs was fun. Um... Started by Steph here. Um, that was good for a while, man. We had we had some decent members. We uh, loved hating on some specific people, which we're not going to mention in uh, in the podcast. We had some issues with a previous clan that I was in, and uh, it kind of rolled over, and some people from that clan kind of came too. over. It's yeah. the same clan. Oh, you were you were in the Spartan Army also with that's us. The whole reason that clan. Oh, exists. that's right. Yeah, and yeah. And then like, right, the whole point of the clan the was because exists. yeah, it was because of all the bullshit and all the drama that kept happening. Like just overdoing raids and shit. Like people flipping out. It was unbelievable how much drama there was. The problem was this clan, no scrubs, was full of PvP sweaty motherfuckers. Who were literally two plus KDs, and then you had the PVE guys that were, yo man, let's run Crota twenty five thousand times tonight. Like that, that was the issue. And then when it came time, when Trials finally came out, and everybody was like, oh wow, there's this great loot that you can get from the lighthouse, and there's this and that. Everybody wanted to go nine and zero, and there were the specific like three or four guys in our clan, and all of the PVE guys kept just hounding them constantly and it kind of just <clears throat> you know kind of made a sour taste come out of their mouths and shit just went downhill i mean we even had an a side clan for a specific person just to troll him all the time it was we were pretty salty back then i mean i'm still pretty salty but it was a uh, it was pretty there was bad this one time where um oh sorry Chris. no there go was ahead one time where we 
uh, after we'd uh, kind of spoke again to the, this specific person, um, we we kind of made amends and we're like, oh, we'll do some raids. And this is around the time of uh, hard mode Oryx. And um, I remember doing a hard mode and it was me, a guy called Terrorit, who's a top class player, and all of these other people. And none of us could hear each other because we were all still muted <laughs> on each other's <laughs> profiles. Halfway through the raid, so we couldn't like sign in and sign back out again. So right. we had to do it silent. It's like a week into hard raid being up. Oh man, yeah, that that was. Those were some good days. Yo, there's Mattapony Pride in here. Just to I haven't. Did you say hi to Matt? Sorry. No, you're good, you're good. Uh, if you guys don't know, Mattapony Pride, the guy that we're waving to right now, he was the first person that Monster and I ever uh, helped go to the lighthouse. Uh, we uh, popped his cherry, so it's kind of nice to see him in here. <clears throat> Alright guys, on to uh, my next question, and I'll, uh, I'll answer the question first. It's kind of like, what is your video game background? Where did you guys come from? How did you get into gaming? If you remember when you actually finally started taking it, like, serious, because... You know, everybody's got different reasons for gaming. Some do it as a stress reliever, some do it because it's fun, some do it so they can just troll people and things like that. Uh, for me, my gaming background goes back to, like, the original NES when I was a kid. Playing that, blowing into the fucking cartridge constantly just so you can make a funny sound or just to get the game to fucking play. You guys remember doing that? Um... And then, uh, maybe, yeah, you might, monster, <laughs> monster, <laughs> monster, you're a little bit young, but uh, those were the days, man. A little uh, From there, I, uh, I left Super Mario, and we moved on to uh, the Sega Genesis. I loved the Sega. I loved it so much, I constantly played, like, Sonic the Hedgehog and shit like that. Uh, from there, I had a Sega for so long, I kind of missed out on the GameCube, I kind of missed out on uh, the Dreamcast and all that. We went on to a PlayStation 1 where Cool Borders was like my life. Playing Cool Borders and Crash Bandicoot and stuff like that. Uh, we had a PlayStation 2 uh, where I finally got into Final Fantasy. Actually, Final Fantasy 9 was the first one I ever played, which was on the PS1. And then from there, I remember my father buying the original Xbox for us for Christmas one year. And we got Halo. At the time, I, I had never played a first-person shooter, and there was just something so appealing about that game, and I found myself playing it constantly and constantly. But I never played online. I didn't do, like, LAN parties and stuff with that. Um, we eventually... After all that, I kind of didn't play Halo 2. Sorry to say, but I just... I didn't. I stopped gaming for a couple of years, and when I went out to college, I uh, met a really good guy who lives close to me, and we, um, he got me into Halo 3. I would go into his dorm room, I would, we would just split screen it all the time, we'd have fucking quad screens going on, like, you guys remember them big-ass box TVs that are barely the size of your 24-inch monitors yep. that you play on, but they were so like big and bulky and time. rounded? Can you imagine playing quad screen on that? Like, it was just terrible. But it was so much fun, because you got to sit there and play with your friends, you could do custom games at the time, and it was really great. So, I got into it, I asked my mom for Christmas, I was like, hey mom, I really want to, uh, I really want to get an Xbox 360 with Halo 3 so I can play it. And this was kind of towards the end of Halo 3, to be honest. I was 18, 19 years old, I had just met my then-girlfriend, now-wife, and she hated it. Uh, from there I got into Call of Duty, definitely played a shit-ton of Call of Duty. Um, from Call of Duty, Gears of War, more Halo games, and then the Xbox One came out. I remember going to Tokyo Game Show before it was released, and standing in line for four hours just to play Titanfall, like, that was my main intention. And then the following year, uh, I was standing in line again at Tokyo Game Show with my friend who had just purchased Destiny on, uh, on his PlayStation, but he had his, uh, his PlayStation Vita with him, and it had like the crossplay, so he left his PlayStation on at home so I could try it while we were standing in line. And even though I was playing it on a Vita, and there's a lot of issues with playing that game on a Vita, I had a ball, so... As soon as Tokyo Game Show was done, I came home immediately. I jumped on my Xbox One and I realized, oh wait, if I purchase this on the 360, 
it automatically transfers over to the Xbox One also because they had some uh, some deal going on with that for the cross platforms. And I I bought Destiny and I've been there since. I started out with PVE. Now I play PvP. I'm not the greatest. I'm not the best. I've never been the best. But we have fun, and it's helped me uh, grow this Twitch community a lot. And I uh, I thank all of uh, all my viewers and all my subs on Game Wisp, uh, everybody that's ever made a donation, every follow, everything, guys, every retweet. Like, thank you guys so much. You have made this the best gaming experience of my life. And uh, as Steph will highly disagree, I look forward to Destiny 2 and <laughs> playing with you guys in Destiny 2. Uh, Monster, what got you into gaming, man? What's your uh, gaming background? How old are you again? Uh, I'm almost 19. Wow. Yeah. 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 Almost 15. Alright. Um, well, my brother started playing the GameCube, and he started playing Star Fox Adventures. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah. He started playing that, so I was just sitting I there, wanting to be like my big brother, so I just watched him, sat there, and he's just we used to play together. Okay. That was going well, and then we moved on to the PS1. I never really played much of it. Just had it. Don't really remember any games from that or anything. Right. PS2, like you said. And then I moved on to the, I believe, just Xbox, just on the original Xbox. Wait, what came out first, PS2 or Xbox? <laughs> uh, I think the original. Did the original Xbox come out before the PlayStation 2? That's a good question. I uh, I can't recall. No, I didn't. No, it didn't. All right. Okay. Stop saying no. Well, then I got the Xbox. Yeah. Got the Xbox. Started playing that for a bit. Got a bit bored of it, and then stopped playing for a while. On a side note, do you remember how bulky uh, that original Xbox controller was? Pretty fat. It was fucking huge. Yeah, like it hurt. Actually. It hurt my hands to even hold that thing. <laughs> I think I was about 15, maybe? No, I was younger than that, sorry. I was probably about 12 when they came out. I remember just being borderline unable to play it, because it was just that big. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was uh, bad. Didn't really like Huge controllers, to be honest. Yeah. Sorry, carry on, uh, monster. <laughs> so good, so good. Um, yeah, after the Xbox, got the Xbox 360. Loved that. Couldn't stop playing it. Played loads of Call of Duty games with all my friends from school. Like whenever school would finish, we'd come back straight back home, sweat it out on Xbox until bedtime, and then repeat five days a week. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then, yeah, and then I got an Xbox One. I went halves with it on my brother, so that's fairly recently, and we loved it. Just played a few games, and then. He came back with Destiny one day, because he got it for 20 quid. I was like, oh, I've heard about it, I'll give it a go. And instantly fell in love. Instantly. Just instant then, love. Yeah, instantly. Started playing it, I was like, this is a game for me. See, I didn't, when you get to level I didn't have that instant love, so I tried Destiny during the beta, yeah. and because of yeah. all of the issues that they have with error codes and stuff, mm -hmm. I constantly would go into the one mission that you could do on Earth, <clears throat> right? I think that was the only mission. You could do, like, the first initial mission from the game, um, from Vanilla. Yeah. And that was pretty much the beta for that, and then they had the PvP portion of it. But I could not get past, like, you know where you, you come out into the Cosmodrome for the first time, and you see all the fallen ships and stuff, and they're dropping off yep. dregs and shit? Every time I got to that point, that was it. It was error code rabbit, error code mongoose, error code beaver. Oh god! And hang on and, one second. And it sucks. You mean to tell me that Destiny has bugs? Uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna get into that soon. It has issues. We'll get into that Never. in a bit. We'll get into that in a bit. Sure to go. We'll get into that in a bit. But um, yeah, con continue on, man. So you fell in love with Destiny instantly. <clears throat> yeah, I fell in love with Destiny, but. I wanted to play it every day, but my brother, obviously, because he paid half the Xbox, he wanted to go on it. It's rough being a he kid, was huh? More, he was much better at it than me. Yeah. He was much better at it than me. Until I met you, Lessie, and all that, and then I got started getting into a clan. 
started sweating it out on trials and everything, and then that was the, that was the prime of my Destiny time. Now I'm just awful. Yeah, you were good. You were really good. Now you are indeed shit. Like <laughs> you're you're not shit. You're just. <laughs> It's like you were. It's like you were in a terrible. It's like you were in a terrible car accident, and you kind of have to relearn how to walk. Like I, I that's probably Fair the enough, best. Yeah. That's probably the best analogy. How long did you take off of this game? Maybe. Uh, something like six months. Six months. months. Yeah, that that was a. Well, maybe it's like. Maybe it's not the best idea for. Uh, the game devs to just completely change the game every two months and shift the meta so hard that nobody can adapt and remember how they fucking played. Yeah. <laughs> um. Exactly. So stuff. Did we go over your background yet in gaming? Yes. Nope. Not yet. All right. Mine's quick. All right. Mine's mine's hella quick. Right. My dad used to play PC. Um. So I grew up a hell of a like you know I, I grew up just constantly playing games. I'd come home from school about four, five, six. You know, like first school, um, and we'd sit and play Jedi Knight. We'd play all sorts of shit, System Shock, uh, anything, everything I wasn't supposed to play. We were playing, and um, then uh, we got PS. We got PS One, um, and I remember things like Crash Bandicoot, that sort of thing. You know, we we played a lot of those. I got into Final Fantasy Seven and Final Fantasy Eight. My best mate, who uh, plays Xbox now as well. Uh, but not very, not very much. He's a, actually a game developer, um, and we. Uh, from that point, then I think I got an N64 when I was about sort of seven or eight. Um, I'm twenty twenty-seven now, so it's about the time it released. I remember buying uh, um, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, uh, just thinking it was incredible. Um, I remember actually completing it and being sad. There was nothing more to play. Like that's how much of a Nintendo fanboy I was. So I bought GameCube uh, when they came out. Thought it was sick. Played Super Smash Bros. Melee, just an obscene amount. Um, got pretty good at it. Started to play it to a sort of competitive level. I mean, it was only like after school tournaments and things like that. But I was pretty much the best there was. Uh, like in my town, really, I was really, really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was a big Nintendo fanboy. And then I completely went off Nintendo. Thought Nintendo was shit. <laughs> um, I still do, to be honest. Um, and I bought a an Xbox, the original Xbox. All right. Uh, we had a PS2 as well somewhere around the same time, but I was mostly playing GameCube, so uh, it just it, it wasn't really much of a bother. I think my dad played a bit on the PS2. I mean, we played stuff like GTA, that sort of stuff, just the big games, the getaway, that sort of thing. Um, but then when the Xbox came, it was different. Like as soon as I played Halo, I was like, "This is amazing. This is like what gaming should be. This was the future." Um, so I played a hell of a lot of Halo um, on the original Xbox and uh, Rainbow Six, uh, like Rainbow Six 3. Mm -hmm. uh, then I got back into PC gaming through Rainbow Six, what to play Raven Shield, which was like an older game, but it had a much bigger population, better community. So I played a lot of PC from that point. Then I got into my first really competitive game. I started playing CS 1.6 on Steam pretty much as soon as Steam came out. Um, played that sort of to death, really. Um, I never bothered with like Condition Zero, any of those other things. It was always CS 1.6, even when Source was out. Um, and then skipping a little into the future, because I didn't really play anything for a while. I just played mostly those games. Um, I then went on to uh, buy an Xbox 360. Uh, played pretty much Call of Duty and things like that. Uh, the usual shit that everybody played on it. Your Battlefields, your Call of Duties, etc. Um, but once again got a bit of a fondness for Modern Warfare and um, started before Ford the Clan, played quite a few like game battle tournaments and things like that, did, did reasonably okay. Um, but from there, yeah, I took a break from gaming for a few years, picked up a, an Xbox One about a year after release. It was about three months into Def Destiny's life cycle when I started playing, and I pretty much did nothing but play Destiny for a very long period of time. Um, I was working as a chef, I'd come home from like 60 hour weeks and probably put 60 to 80 hours into Destiny, um, mostly PvP uh, and PvE, but it, it was mostly PvP, especially when Trials came out. Um, but since then, I've not playing. De I've not really been playing Destiny at all. We'll get to this probably later. But uh, <coughs> since then, I've been playing mostly Rainbow Six Siege. Right. Um, play at a pretty high competitive level in that. 
Uh, I've hit diamond a few times in the ranking system, which is sort of like top two percent. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I don't consistently stay there. I'm I'm a platinum player, really. I hit diamond for a few games, and then I get booted out. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, that's pretty much mostly what I play. Um, so yeah, Chris, if you want to uh, want to continue. Yeah. So we have a question from Stingold Ponyboy in chat. He wants to know what our parents feel about us uh, playing video games as a hobby. Now, like for me. <clears throat> my my parents were always pretty cool with it. My my dad really was into like, all right, I want you guys to have the best consoles out there. Like, you know, all your friends are gaming here. Here's this console, and they were really good about that. Um, with Christmas, is anything we wanted, they would pretty much get us. We were kind of spoiled. Um, it's not so much my parents I've ever had to worry about with the gaming. It's my wife. You know. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of fights over gaming. A lot of fights. And it wasn't until I started streaming where it started to kind of calm down. Like, this is, this in my opinion, is one of my favorite things to do. It's a hobby, and I absolutely love this being my hobby. I get to come on every night, seven days a week on Twitch. And I get to chat with people all over the world. I get to play with people all over the world. Just, um, I forget where, what weekend it was. Maybe two weeks ago? We played with a dude that lived in Africa. Not like South Africa or something like that, but like right in fucking Africa. How often can you say that any of you have played with a guy in Africa? Destiny's matchmaking is fucking <laughs> awesome. Well, no, no, no. He, uh, he won a raffle on my stream and, uh, he... He had an accent, and I asked him where he was from, and he said he was in Africa. I said, yo, we are definitely going to play some African bitches right now. That's really sick. It's just I thought you generally, like, you match-made, because only four oh, no, people no, no, play no. Destiny, you match-made with, like, matey in Africa. Right. Oh, hello. <laughs> Monster's like, sorry. Yeah. Uh, what about, <laughs> uh, Monster, what about you, man? Like, uh, you know, you've got your brother and stuff, you guys... One of you two is always signed on Xbox. Yeah. Alright. Um, well, my parents were... It was mostly my mum that didn't really agree with it. Not that she didn't agree with it, she just didn't like me playing it all the time, which I would. Whereas my dad still plays Xbox 360. <laughs> he still plays... The only game he plays is World of War Zombies, and you can't get him off it. I know. He's like, addicted to it. So he's supported me like playing it and everything, so... He doesn't mind, it's just my mum. But now that I'm like, over 18, she doesn't really care, to be honest. Alright, so she doesn't care. What about you, yeah, Steph? I mean, no, she For me, it's always been easy, really. I mean, like me and my dad used to play games together. Um, so, like, we'd always had that thing. And my mum never really had an, had an issue with it. And then when my little brother came along, I mean, he's 10 years younger than me, so he's like 17 now. Um, but like when he was young, about four or something, Lord of the Rings was out, and uh, she would play the Lord of the Rings games with him, co-op and things like that. So you know, she's never had a problem with it. Um, like my my partner Lydia, she she doesn't really have a problem with playing games. Um, I mean, occasionally we might have a, a time where she wants to do something, and like I've got something like a you know I've agreed to do like a really sweaty six-hour session on Rainbow Six, and, like, I've either got to pie off all the guys, or I've got to say, like, yeah, uh, all right then, Lids, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll watch, <coughs> want to watch, but, yeah, it's, um, very, very rare I have any issue with it. Right, I mean, cool. I do, the only issue I do currently have with playing games is I actually, myself, have a, a young daughter who's two, and, um, obviously some things I want to play I can't really play in front of her or around her, so I don't tend to play very much during the day. Right. But games like Dark Souls, she really likes, she loves monsters and things, and, like we turn the gore off and just sit and watch Dark Souls, and she loves loves having a little wiggle around on the sticks. All right, I've um, got I've got another. Uh, Souls, but other than that, it's it's all good. I've got another viewer question for you guys. Um, Nut Nut in chat wants to know if any of us have ever heard of the Vectrix. It was a console. He said it was his I first. He said it was his first console. If you guys go on, if I know you guys are probably in chat, 
I, uh, I just took the image off of Google. I'm going to pop this up on screen. I cannot imagine ever playing on something like this. So here it is on sc on screen, guys. Like, I'm definitely even a little bit. Exactly. Let's take a look at this thing. Like, <laughs> look at that. I can't imagine playing on something like that. Like, I would I would give anything to have something like that now in my in my collection. Like, oh, this no, I thing, have I have seen this. I've before, never actually. seen this in my life. Like, it if, obviously predates me. Like, I'm oh, pretty sure yeah. my dad didn't even have one of these. I've never seen this before. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's cool. Nope, I've never seen that. That is neat, though. All right, what was next on our agenda? <coughs> I'm already losing my um, mind. One thing to, I want to quickly add before we we skip on ahead. Yeah. Is uh, you mentioned the Dreamcast earlier, Chris? Yeah. Now I had a Dreamcast. Okay. And I genuinely think it's one of the best consoles that has ever released. It was amazing. Okay. So think about it. It came out just after the PS One. Okay. It had graphics far better than the PS One. It had a hell of a load of games on it. Really good, artistic, interesting games like Shenmue and things like that. Fucking awesome. Okay. Right. It had internet connectivity and online play similar to the original Xbox, not too long after that original Xbox launched, a whole generation before, you know, the PS2 and the Xbox, it had those features and some of those features that we still use today. Mm -hmm. But my question is, do you think that it ultimately failed because people just weren't ready for that? People weren't ready for online play, didn't think online play was a thing. But look, that's all we do now. <clears throat> all we do is play online. How, how long has it been since you played a single-player game? Uh, it's going to be... Good. Uh, not that long, actually. I've, I, offline, I've been playing The Last of Us um, on PlayStation, which is amazing. And soon I'll be playing Mass Effect Andromeda as soon as that comes out. Okay, uh, fair point. But I mean, what what I'm getting at is right. you know, the ratio to online to offline gaming now is is severely skewed in the online portion. I mean, shit, look at Nintendo. Um, I mean, Even I the, the fucking Wii, Wii has some amazing. type of online gameplay and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> the Switch doesn't. Oh, it does, but it doesn't because they haven't got any fucking games. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, sorry. I, uh, I, I can't, um, I can't yeah. do Nintendo. For me, Nintendo is just a no-go. 100% of the time, cannot do Nintendo. I, <clears throat> I, I used to really like Nintendo as I said before, and I think it's a real shame sort of what happened to them. I feel like they've really lost their way because they tried to do something really different and, and like, inventive, but... In the process, they don't really appeal to anybody apart from like their really core fan base. Who they could sell them anything. They could literally sell them like a picture of Link's ass, and they would buy it for three hundred dollars. <laughs> so, like, I don't think I don't think they know how to make a console anymore. Really, I mean, the Switch <clears throat> has got lots of problems with it on launch. Um, I've played one myself, uh, and thought it was pretty impressive as a handheld. It was really cool as a handheld, but I mean, as an adult now, I don't really. It's not like I'm long journeys in the back of the car with me dad anymore is it so i don't really need a handheld yeah. so I, I probably wouldn't invest in one myself um, but they are pretty cool yeah um i don't know so i'm on it's, i'm on ebay right now me. i'm on ebay right now looking up that uh vectrix i found one complete set fully functional with uh five game cartridge cartridges it's got space wars silver quest hyper chase scramble and it's so glossy i can't read that last one and it's going for about sanman yen which in japanese yen is that would cost me about 350 dollars for that and i kind of wow. i kind of want to get that like all right everyone done it to stream a bomb one. Oh my god don't do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um do you know how long it would take to ship to me probably can you, can you do me a favor chris yeah can you just give us? A, can you just have a search for Dreamcast and have a look and see if they actually are selling for anything? So I've got one boxed like <laughs> near mint. Yeah, I, can, I bet. I bet <laughs> you they don't go if for they shit. Actually sell. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so I'm seeing some. I'm this this is in Japanese, and so these are okay. these are the ones being shipped. Well, it's a Japanese company. Exactly. Japanese, yeah, so. but for me, because of my location, it's showing all the ones that are closest to me. So like, over here. I'm gonna pay about three hundred bucks for a Dreamcast. What for a Dreamcast? Yep. Fucking hell! Right, get mine. Uh, Anyone on here want a Dreamcast? Three hundred bucks. But then I I can see some from the states. <laughs> I see some from the states that they go for thirteen dollars. It's just everything is so overinflated what? here. Yeah, dude. Thirteen. Yeah. 
Exactly. Fucking hell. Exactly. $13. That's the right, I'd, rather, I'd rather fucking eat mine than give it to somebody for rather $13. Eat it. Um, Alright, so let's talk about what we're playing right now. Uh, obviously for me guys, you oh, know, God. Destiny. I'm constantly playing Destiny. Oh, excuse me, the soda's coming back up. <clears throat> I'm constantly playing Destiny. I absolutely love this game. And I love to hate this fucking game. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. Like, I love to hate this game. And the reason for that is... When you go back to year one... It was fantastic. Yes, there were weapons that were overpowered. <laughs> yes, there was this and there was that. But it was just so nice. Your bullets fucking hit people. There was no ghost bullets. There was no bloom implemented into the game at the time. I don't believe. And now it's just turned into... I don't know. It, it's hard. This game has gotten a lot harder. So, for example, you guys know my channel is based on Trials of Osiris. Without Trials of Osiris, this channel probably wouldn't be here. And without Monster, this channel probably wouldn't be here either. But now that the player base has dropped significantly, you are constantly playing... That's why it's hard. <clears throat> That's why it's hard. And you are constantly playing sweaty games. I'm playing against teams that are year one players... Maybe they just fucked around for year one and year two in PvP, but we're getting wrecked by them. I'm talking we're playing .7 KDs. Now, when I started playing PvP, I was a .7. Now I'm a 1.4, and I'm quite happy about that. That, in my opinion, is a drastic increase. But, like, if I go... Let's see how many... Or how much this game is dying out. Like, just to give you an idea, what would you guys say is the biggest thing in Destiny right now? Trials, right? <clears throat> That, yep. That's when... Well, see anything worth playing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, if we... I'm going to take a look at the last 10 weeks or, of Trials. This week, 34,000 people flawless. <clears throat> last week, 29... Yeah, and that was all just tower right. it, probably. Yeah, 29,000. <laughs> Three weeks ago on Skyline, 34,000. 38,000 four weeks ago. 40,000 five weeks ago. 41,000 six weeks ago. 43,000 seven weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, 41,000 eight weeks ago, almost 50,000 nine weeks ago, and ten weeks ago we were at 50,000. Um, that, I, I... I mean, it's almost like people don't get really excited about playing the same content for like two years in a row, and then they say, we're going to bring you new content, and it's just old content, or content they cut <laughs> All right, from the yes, I, I can agree, quick. I agree. It's almost like people that. don't like that. Right, and I com yeah. I completely agree with you. On just that. risking everything. Like, let's go back 19 weeks. All right, how many did I just say went flawless this week? 32,000. 19 weeks ago. How many months is that? That's yeah. uh, four, eight, 12, 16. That's almost f yeah, that's yeah. almost five months ago. All right, there were 82,000 flawless runs. If you go back 20 that's weeks ago, 20 weeks ago, a hundred thousand. So you can see that this game is dying out. It really is. Yeah, yeah really but even 100,000 isn't that many. That's not players. That's people doing runs and flawless. Right, so, and, I, and I understand like, that. Yeah, you could say that there's a big that. portion of people that won't, that won't go flawless, but like 100,000 flawlesses is, is not that many when people like that we know like play all weekend, like yourself and other people who, who like play. Like we, we know people who literally do carries and they do they do three account recoveries at a time, yes. right? And we pl they play it like 50 hours over a weekend. And I'm fucking so guilty of that. How many how many times have I run my account or run maybe. some of my subs' accounts and then I would bring in, let's say I had three subs I wanted to run and I had Joe and I had somebody else available to me. Oh, yeah, we'd, no, we'd run triple because yeah. it, it benefited me. I was able to knock out a couple oh, yeah. of subs at a time instead of doing one run no, no, for this one, one run for that one. And that's that's one of the reasons I gave up on is, doing that too, is because I, I want you guys to play with me and not me play on your account. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is it's a self a self-evolving cycle because it gets to the stage where nobody can actually play trials and do trials without having to do carries and things. So, you know, if you are just a random player, like, even though you're a good player, 
player, if you were just a random player and you didn't have a really big community of players behind you, say you just bought the game and it's on sale the other week and you've hit level 40, how do you ever go flawless in trials? You don't. Exactly. Unless you, you pay somebody or you, you, you're lucky enough to, to win a raffle or something, you know? So, like, I just think that in itself is, is sort of poor design. And admittedly, it's not necessarily the developer's fault, but they, sh they could do something to counteract this. But they don't, because if they did, the game would be dead and nobody would play it. So, like, it's like a catch-22, really. Yeah. Um, like, you said that it's hard now, and to be honest, I don't think it's hard because they've made it hard. Stuff like Bloom and that, I think, was already in the game, but just not as apparent. But I think Bloom becomes more apparent when there isn't just, like, a load of random people who are crap playing the game, because anyone who's not good doesn't play the game. Like, I was reasonably good at the game, and I don't play it, because there's no fun in me coming on, playing a game of sixes, and getting smashed to bits by, like, a stomp squad of, like, six of the best players in the world. Because the matchmaking, like, the skill-based matchmaking just doesn't work. All right. It doesn't work correctly. All right, so let's, like, let's be, before, we get in, before we get into this, let's, uh, let's talk about... Okay. All right, so this is not a Destiny podcast, but just so happens that we are going to be talking about Destiny today, primarily because all three of us have a background with Destiny. For me, this is the only yeah, game. This is the only game I play on stream. You guys know that you're here all the time. So, <clears throat> Steph, you played a shit ton of Destiny. You had thousands of hours into this game, and you left. You got so frustrated. I remember as soon as the Nerwin's Mercy meta was gone, that's when you really started bitching about it. I remember playing. Yeah, that's pretty much. I, and yeah, I, and I remember, I remember yeah. playing with you and Justin the day that they came out with the patch, and you just straight up said, "Fuck this game, I'm done." And you would, yeah, you well, would come on, yeah, of, you would I come mean, on this, frequently, this is, but not as much, and then you were gone. So, what exactly yeah. was the "fuck this, I'm done" moment? <clears throat> okay, so for me, the game had similarities with Halo 3 okay. at launch, okay? So it was about sustained headshots. You know, it was four shots with like a pulse, with a, with a scout or a pulse. Um, and admittedly, there were some problems at, at launch with balance with auto rifles and things like shotguns and that, but it was, it was okay because things were powerful enough. You would have a two-shot kill pulse rifle. That alone, if you were accurate, you could kill someone across the map with that, like a messenger or a hopscotch. And if you were had a good strafe or something you could actually win those fights and it wasn't really a problem but after the Nerwin's Mercy patch uh, they just fucked so many of the times to kills on the guns that it it basically became either you run around with a sniper and just no scope everybody or quick scopes put a blob of blue tack on the screen and you're the best player in the world because every sniper had like a million aim assist yeah or you run around with a shotgun because the special was just everywhere, and the primaries were all too weak to actually kill anything unless you used, like, one of two archetypes of weapon, you know, like the, uh, I can't even think of what it's fucking called now, a stupid auto-rifle, like, it's like Atheon's epilogue. Oh, uh, Doctrine. Like, uh, the Trials one, oh. Doctrine, yeah, like that, or, or it was yeah. the, um, the really fast pulse rifles. It was just those, that was it. There was, there was nothing else. You would see the occasional Hawksaw for a bit, but it just all became about time to kill. Like, it, nothing else mattered. It wasn't about accuracy. Yeah, you could, you could argue that, like, an accurate player was going to be better than others, but it wasn't about accuracy. It wasn't about strafe. It was who can melt somebody the quickest. Um, there was too many abilities, too many this, too many that. And I played overpowered classes in year one. I played a lot of Sunsinger, and people would bitch on about things like Viking Funeral and, like, <laughs> two, two grenades yeah. and that. But so, yo, mo me, monster. That's nothing Monster. And what when you and I started my Twitch channel, what did we run? Uh, Sunsinger. We were nothing but self-res Sunsingers. Fire now Firebolts with Viking um, Funeral. You had to. You had to, man. That's how you win. <clears throat> I, I mean, um, it was... Well, the thing is, is, they were good for like territory control, weren't they, really? They, they could keep people around a the corner. They could yeah. stop people from, from hitting the objective. Yeah, they were useful, yeah. but... You know that class now is just—it's just dog shit. I don't care what anybody says. That class now is so broken; it, it hasn't got nothing. It, that's all it had was that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just not—it's just not a game that I play anymore because it's not because it's got bad balance or anything. Because I think the balance now is all right. It's just they shift the meta all the time um, in a way that is—is kind of productive. No other game does this. Look at games like Overwatch and and things like that. They actually <coughs> test 
stuff in PTR before they implement it. And they don't just say, okay, this whole group of weapons, they're all shit now. Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> like, they don't say, okay, here's a, here's a player that you play as all the time that you main. Yeah, that's shit now, but you can't do that anymore. Right. They do it too often with, with Destiny. Like, they make Titans, one, one week they're amazing, next week they're shit. They do the same with Hunters. There's a patch a few weeks, uh, we'll say a few weeks, about probably five, six months ago, where every subclass of Hunter was nerfed to fuck like to the point where they barely worked and everyone just played Stormcaller ran around shotgun melee in you or they played Striker Titan with a jug shield <laughs> so like do you know what I mean like it's yeah. it, 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 just fuck it uh, we've got a question from who made the question we got it from Andrew Lopez in chat uh, Destiny being the game now do you think stats should really matter no I think no. put light level in the bin <clears throat> I think right. literally get light level, get rid of it because all it does is barrier people to entry, stops people from using the gear that they want to use. You know how many times have you picked up a blue and looked at the stats and said that's quite cool? Oh, that perk's okay. All oh, right, yeah, I can't use it because I'm going to be like 200 light. Like that happens really quite often. Um, I I kind of right, I, I disagree. I disagree with that. I think the light level should stay. Um, but I think that using some stuff should be. A little less restrictive. Um, I mean, light level matters. We all know that. The one thing they need to do is remove just the level, I think. What is the point of having a level 40 and then 400 light? That should go. But I think what he's talking about when it comes to stats is... Talking about KDs and ELO and stuff. Let, let's let's go on and talk about that. Oh, because no. let, Let's talk about this yeah. the Destiny community. The Destiny community... In my opinion, I've can I can I quickly interrupt? Yeah, go ahead. Go before ahead, we go start, ahead, go ahead. because that's something I want to make clear first. Because the game doesn't have a proper skill-based matchmaking, and it hasn't. I mean, it does sort of now, but the, the player base is a bit fucked, so it hasn't can't do it properly. And since the beginning of the game, it didn't have a player base. Uh, you know, in terms of. Uh, like one that would support a ranked system and it didn't have a ranked system right. and this is all third party like destiny tracker is something that someone's just made with a vague algorithm that kind of works and elo has only been present for what a year in this system the stats are all shit like literally when i started the game and the vex miffa class was like god tier i could go around getting like 50 kills a game so like that just proves the stats are fucked. They don't wipe them every season, every update, they don't wipe them. So the stats mean nothing at all. None of them mean anything. None of them at all. So like that's straight off the bat. ELO does mean a little bit of something, but because it's not skill-based matchmaking, not correctly anyway, they still mean nothing. Like if you get Terra and you put him in like any game, he's gonna, you know, yeah, if he's not matching absolutely. people of his own skill, he's gonna <clears throat> destroy them. So it's not, it doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't like, the stats don't work. I can, they're a vague, a vague level of being able to see, and I know that people are like they're a bit precious about the stats, but the game doesn't support correct stat measurement, so the stats are worthless. They mean nothing. Right, and so I mean you'll see. Question, I think they mean nothing. Like, yeah, and you'll see. I, I've had some people. You know, recently I've been using or starting to try out newer Sherpas and stuff, and the first thing I tell them is, I don't care about your stats. I don't care about your ELO, I don't care about your KD, because we're going to lose games. This weekend, we lost more games than I've lost in a weekend. And to be honest, I also had the most fun I've ever had in Trials this weekend. I played with so many different people this weekend, and it was a ball. But, I've also tried new Sherpas where we lost two games out of 20, and they cry ELO. Like, literally fighting, arguing, getting pissed off because of their elo. Now, at one time, I was one of those yeah. guys. My my stats, not KD, but my elo got up high at one point, and I started being a dick. Monster, you can understand that. You were there for that. I And I think that's one of the things that also kind of drove you away from Destiny, was me. I was a dick. <clears throat> not necessarily well, this you, happens, though. In any game in which stats are... Are key. I mean, like I do it to an extent in Rainbow Six. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need to. I need to interrupt. I need to interrupt. Uh, Leslie says he'll help Sherpa, righty. Okay. But if we lose, though, he's gonna flip and fuck shit up. Um, <laughs> if, if you guys haven't seen uh, some Leslie Rage, fuck be sure to go check monitor. that out. 
Yeah, right. All right, anyway, continue on stuff. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so, like, in the way the, the <coughs> rank system works in Rainbow Six is it, it actually does skill-based matchmaking. It's very, very tight. You've got to win a lot of games to go up any bracket in your skill rank, and you've got to play people who are of the same ELO. It's team's ELO, not individual players. Um, and the ELOs between the ranks are massive. So, say you play as a... Yeah, say, say if you play as a Platinum, uh, like a Platinum 3 or something, you know, you cannot match silvers because it doesn't matter if they have a whole team of like all goals and stuff and then you've got like, you know, one platinum and all silvers you won't match because your platinum's elo is so high in comparison. They don't match and that's how the system should work. And when we play, if you know, I've only got seven players that I play with ranked because I know they're good enough, I know their game. And I couldn't imagine trying to play competitively and playing with people who just are new to the game or unfamiliar with it or or not you know not top tier players like I, I wouldn't like say all right yeah we'll play some rank let's let's like carry some bronzes because I care about my stats um, so the whole thing with sherpering and caring about your elo like it just seems like a really stupid idea it like, is if you really care about your stats <clears throat> farm it out with the yeah. best players like, exactly don't, I agree with you though don't expect to maintain your elo whilst playing with people who who are, who are, want help you know <laughs> like right. you, you just wouldn't do it and we we come up against that a lot we'll come up against guys that are uh like we'll come up against the top guy top 50 guy who's got i don't know 2600 elo and he's playing with two guys on account recoveries that are rocking 900 elo just to boost him up that little bit that he can get because he's concerned about it i came up against a guy um who had like 2300 and he was a sub one KD. Like, yeah. It, it, it. A lot of people don't know. Do you guys know where the Elo system actually originated? What is in the original Elo? As what in, game it comes from? Exactly. Yep. Do you know what game Elo comes from, guys? Um, I don't know. <clears throat> but I'm imagining the Elo was a thing in Halo Four because it didn't use true skill in Halo Four. You, is that where it came from? You're going to be very disappointed elo is the rating yeah. system used in chess <laughs> oh really okay right okay so let's let's look at this okay all right o on a on a level okay Spot so chess okay <laughs> chess obviously being a really high skill based game lots of different variants that come into play i don't feel like that rating system is necessarily applicable to a game like Destiny where and there is that's too many variables. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so to enforce a way for it to work, the only way you could do it is to add balance to the game superficially by saying, um, you know, when you play 3v3s in this competitive game type, a different playlist, you're restricted to these guns. Everyone has the same health. Yep. Everyone has the same agility. Everyone has the same stuff. Because as soon as you deviate from that, it makes certain classes better than others. It makes certain things more um, consistent. Certain weapons better than others. You know, um, and because of that, it makes it unbalanced. I mean, I feel like you could have social playlists which has the same rules of special ammo and everything is like it had previously, and then the competitive playlist could have special ammo rules now but the rule is no sidearms no no land beyond no re no weapons that regenerate ammo like and that'd be fine you can still use those regenerative you know weapons in any other game type but in the competitive type it's not full of bullshit and then the elo actually matters like that would be good surely like i don't know why like it's just one of those things that it just doesn't the system that they've chosen to use doesn't necessarily work because of the game's initial design but we have to remember, it's not the it's not Destiny that have used this system. Destiny was supposed to be a casual game, and that's a casual game. It works fine. You know, you're going to win, you're going to lose. It doesn't matter. It's casual. But we've superficially created this Elo system. We've we've created this third party system of ranks and everything that affects every aspect of the game. How often has it been when we were like we we, we have LFG to do a raid and we like look at someone's stats and go, well he's dog shit, he's not coming in. Like like so many times. And we've done that. We've like, done that. that we've done that. Absolutely. Yeah, every every single person. How many of you in chat and how many people of you listening on iTunes right now or on SoundCloud or on my YouTube channel can honestly say that you have never not looked up somebody's stats to see if they were good enough to join you. 
Because to be honest with you, some of the best guys I've played with have the lowest KDs. Now that might be because it's an alt account and they fucked shit up, but some of the best, or I should say nicest guys I've played with are the ones that just don't care. Really. But anyway, the yeah, really. the elo the elo system in Destiny I feel is broken. You gain X amount based on the team's average, and I don't know. It's it's a stupid system. But if you lose a game, you lose a lot. Like the other night, I I haven't checked my I check my elo once a week. I used to check it after every fucking game when I was obsessed. I check it once a week, and the way the reason I still check it is because it gives me an idea of how my week went. Alright, so the last two weeks have been quite rough for me on Destiny. I haven't been playing so hot. I've had some great games. I've still been averaging between like a 1.2 and a 1.5 in the last two weeks. But we've been losing a lot of games to teams we shouldn't lose to. Now, if we lose a game like last night, we lost a game to a team of all sub-thousand ELOs. We should not have lost that game. It was absolutely retarded that we lost that game. And we lost it because of a a mistake that I'm not going to call the person out on. But we did. We, we made a mistake, and I kind of raged a little bit and got pissed off. But um, in that instance, I can assume that I dropped... 20 points just from that game and I think that's kind of ridiculous that you lose one game and that's what happens anyway well, the ELO system is fucked so like if, if, mm -hmm. if the ELO system worked properly you wouldn't be matching people sub thousand ELO and if you did if you lose to them then you would lose loads of points that's the way it works like in Rainbow Six if we match by some miracle some team who is nowhere near as good as us and we lose to them because we shouldn't lose to them because yeah, we, we're better because the ranking system actually means something, then we lose a fucking ton of points. Like, you might lose three games worth of wins points. And it just, that's that's one thing that happens to me when, when you know, I hit diamond, I'm playing in diamond tier, I'm not quite good enough to actually maintain a diamond, so I lose the game and then I'm back out again. And then it takes me three or four games in a row to win, to get back in. So I'm just at the actual sweet spot of where my rank is. I'm about a plat three, so... Uh, well, it's plat one now because the way they've shifted it all around. But because I, I'm around that level, it just, it, it just, uh, you know, I just bounce from from diamond to plat one, from diamond to plat one, from diamond to plat one, go down to plat two, that sort of thing. And it, that's just my sweet spot. That's where my, that's where my skill level is, and I know where to improve. With games like Destiny, there's no way of knowing where to improve because the elos don't mean anything. They don't do anything. Yeah. Um. So it's it's difficult, really. Um. Alright, and just uh, on the monster, what kind of made you leave and what made you come back? Uh, I want you to kind of answer this a little quick. I want to get into some viewer questions before we uh, kind of start to wrap it up, and then I've got a, one more question for Steph as well. So uh, why don't you go on with yeah, that monster? Um, I don't really have a one answer for this, but I've just got bored of the game after a while. I've just used to play it every day and just got so repetitive it's just the same thing there's not really much to do on this game to be honest until Trials comes out so I just got so bored of it and like you said I did meet a girl yeah. and she lived far away and I always used to see her she never used to come down to me so I couldn't really take my Xbox up there because she used to hate me playing games or anything right um, and then I used to watch her stream like here and there when I just didn't play and I just got a bit I don't know a bit bored of not playing it I just wanted to play Charles again, just speak to our little community that we have. Kind of missed everyone. Yeah. So I'll jump back on, start playing a little bit. Well, it's, it's, he was very shocked that I It's came definitely back. good to have you back. It really is. Yeah, it feels good to be back. Yeah, I mean, it's not, not only that, it's just that, and this is the one thing I miss with you, Steph. I miss talking to you. How often do you and I talk now? Yeah, man. Um, well, we we chat very often. Yeah, we chat we on do. Messenger and we check in on each other and see how we're both doing. And you know, I check in, I ask you how the screen. The thing is, the obviously, we have the time stuff. difference. Yeah, we do. In Japan. We I mean, do. Some some viewers won't know that. 
um, and obviously I'm in the UK. So what used to happen was, you know, I would start work around 12 o'clock, like uh, 12 p.m. Um, and Chris would be home at about 9 a.m. my time. So I'd get up in the morning, come on, have a chat with him, play a couple of games, go to work, etc. Um, but yeah, now, now uh, obviously that's not the same. It's not the same case. I don't work as a chef anymore, and uh, I've got things to do with the, with the baby and that. So I don't really have much time to do that. But uh, you know, we do chat on Messenger. We do chat. I do pop in the party every now and again. Yep. And uh, yeah, Leslie says he'll speak to me more when he can play Siege again. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be nice. It's nice to get you back on there, mate. Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reasons why I haven't really been around. Uh, I mean, I, I I play in a band and well, I play in a few bands. I'm on tour sometimes and things like that. And uh, yeah, I, I basically am the, the person who looks after the child. My my partner, she goes off and she works pretty much every day. So because of that, I I'm not on very often. Or if I am, I'm hiding offline. Right. Um, but yeah, Chris, sorry. What were you What were you saying? So my final question to you is, what would convince you to come back to a game like Destiny? For Destiny Two, obviously Destiny One, you're done. Money. You're never coming back. I'll, no monetary reasons. Uh, what would what would make you come back to this game? To be honest, I I think I'm done. You're not um, even you're not even gonna try it. Uh, I I don't think so because the amount of money that I've invested in the game, the amount of time that I've invested, the amount of things that I enjoyed with the game. I don't think I can do it all again in Destiny 2. Like, the gear wipe for a start is just infuriating. Like, and even though I don't play anymore, there's still stuff I'd like to carry over, stuff I've used since day dot. Um, you know, there's so many things that I just think is really bad about a gear wipe. And that's that's pretty much, the way I see it is, it's the biggest slap in the face to the community of players like yourself and everyone else that's, you know, more involved in the stream that still play the game. It's the biggest slap in the face they could have done is to just get rid of everything, pretend that year one's not a thing, and year two and year three is, I mean, this game is three years old, nearly four years old, and that all the gear, all the stuff that you've done, all your characters, all that, everything wiped. Oh no, sorry, you can keep the characters. You can keep the four faces you can choose from and <laughs> the two hairstyles. You get to keep that bit, the bit that no one gives a fuck about, but all the stuff that you actually work towards. Bear in mind, there is nothing to do in the game other than to grind stuff out. All the stuff you grind out can't keep any of it. Like, I just think that's shit. Um, and because of that, and because of just the DLC practices in general, um, I think I'm done. I just I just don't think I'm, I'm coming back on. I, I might be. But I don't think so. Like, there's other things I'm more excited to play than Destiny 2. Put it that way. All right, uh, Monster, you're going to be buying Destiny 2, yes. yeah? Sadly, yes. All right, exactly. Sadly, yes. Uh, a question that I'm kind of creating based on what I'm reading in chat. How do you feel about losing everything? You get to keep your face. You get to keep your fucking facial appearance. Yeah. Oh, I love keeping the face. So, so all the money that um, you've spent on silver, on Eververse, all your emotes that you've purchased, all your emblems that are no longer going to be there, the Bungie emblems, like everything that you've bought from Bungie.net and received emblems for, for real money, is gone. How do you feel about that? Yeah, like Steph said, it's a game based on grinding and grinding all this just for literally nothing it's just stupid yeah well i can I mean, see I a positive about it and that's if they restructure the core way the game is played they restructure i mean in all seriousness let's be honest here all the gear doesn't really matter because it is all the same i mean there is three types of pulse rifle four sorry four types what three scouts and then the multi-tool its own archetype you know, three or four rifles, like, it doesn't really matter because they are really all the same. It is all cosmetic, but you do grow attached to things. Mm-hmm, bye-bye, yeah. You do grow attached to things that you that, that you play with for a long time, like my Hopscotch Pilgrim from year one. I still use it now, like, even though, like, you know, it puts me at, like, a hundred light or something, but I still use it. It's still good, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those things where it sucks that you can't bring that. I mean, you've got a longbow from year one, right, that that you used forever. 
for like I, I still pull it out from time to time if it wasn't for the light being shit. Yeah, like and it just sucks that you can do that. And I don't feel like that affects newer players. Like I know that they they they're obviously doing it because they want new players to buy the game and not feel like they're a disadvantage. I don't think it is a disadvantage. Uh you know, for those players to not have that gear, you just make the new gear better, make the game function differently in a way that's not broken. I'm I'm lo to, I'm looking at that I'm looking at that longbow right now, Steph. My god. This thing yeah, this thing came with short gaze, it came with double down. I spawned in with double the amount of ammo. Uh armor piercing rounds, which was eh. Or I could have used lightweight. Came with Firefly, and then you know you had to upgrade all the damage and stuff. This gun, that was my fa that was my go-to sniper. Well, you say every gun handles differently. Sorry, Assassins. You say every gun handles differently. ADS time, aim assist, etc. Yeah, that's why the game is broken. That is why there is no guns in the game. That is why if you say, oh, I'm going to use a sniper, you've got two to pick from. You've got two pulse rifles to pick from. You've got one scout rifle. Like, make aim assist a set stat. In year one. Aim assist wasn't really a problem because people didn't know about it, so people could just use whatever they wanted. Like, that's what was really cool. Yeah, there were some guns that were broken. People go on about Thorn, people go on about the Last Word, the Messenger, the Hopscotch, etc. But you could use pretty much whatever you want. You could use whatever you want, really. Like, you know, if you look at snipers back then, most people use Praetor's Revenge because you could get more ammo for it. People were like, oh, fucking hell, this is really useful. People and, used, and you're absolutely people right. And nobody. used Ambush. Yep. <laughs> yeah, people like, did people use ambush. They did. With minus but aim assist. but nobody ever even started talking about it. it. Nobody started talking about aim assist until <laughs> when? When is it when people started talking about aim assist on snipers? Can you remember? Herb benevolence. Herb ben yep, right there. Herb benevolence. That's when Herb benevolence came out, everybody was like, oh my god, the aim assist on that. Yep. And trials. Remember trials? Everyone was saying, oh, you know, cheater in the chamber, one shot snipers was a fucking joke. Yeah, it was, but I tell you what's even more of a joke when everybody you play against and every game type is just hip firing a hundred aimers of snipers at you yep. that was fucking shit and that's why I stopped playing more than anything else that is why I stopped playing yeah. um, and it's the way they change the meta all the time like at the moment like I haven't played okay so I've not played this new patch uh, but Chris told me what they've done and uh, the first thing I said to him was alright oh, so no land beyond sidearm Icebreaker meta then, and he was like, "Yeah, because <laughs> it's obvious. It is. You can take a rocket scientist but, to work out what will happen if you starve people of special." But to be fair, I do feel primaries are more prevalent now, and when I am dueling with a sidearm, yeah, they are. When I'm dueling with a sidearm, I feel so much better if I lose to it because I'm not just like if you're watching on screen right now, I slide into monster, poof, shotgun, you're dead. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. No, that's only happening in the first round. That's only happening in the first round. Shotguns are power weapons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, uh, and I think that's fine. That's the way like Halo and other games like that worked. And I think that's part of the problem with Destiny's PvP is that people had too much choice. People uh, uh, like people had like the ability to use a shotgun and a sniper at the same time because you could use you know no land beyond and a shotgun, or you could use fucking I can't even think what it's fucking called now. Universal remote. And any sniper you wanted. Speaking of that, like a couple of three rounds now. You saw that everywhere. Universal holds three rounds now. Yeah, but it, it should. It, I agree. It should. I agree. Because, like, they're trying to get rid of it because they realise they made a mistake with it. But here's the thing that's, I think, an interesting conversation and an interesting question. Does any of this balance matter if it was a casual game like they at first envisioned? Does it matter if? you get killed 100 times by a shotgun in casual. Not really. The only reason they have to balance all this shit is because of trials. Yeah, yeah. it's frustrating to yeah. get killed by all of that, that shit, but, like, in year one it wasn't much of a problem until trials came out. Trials is what really made everything, like, huge. Yeah. Alright, guys, I think we're going to uh, wrap this up. We've already went over the one-hour planned mark. Um... I want to thank you guys for joining live in chat. Uh, we're going to do a little plugging here, so um, let's start with Monster. I don't know. Do you have anywhere that people can find you? Uh, I don't. I'm <laughs> thinking about starting Twitch, actually. But Think about starting Twitch. All right. I don't have it. Doesn't have it yet. I don't know. I've had this conversation with my girlfriend. <laughs> All right. How about you, Steph? <laughs> uh, Steph, you want to plug your bands or anything uh, like that, man? Go ahead. Feel free. No, um, 
I'm not going to do that. No? The reason is because I just feel like it's it's one of those things where gaming and, and my bands and things are separate things. Yeah, I can uh, understand that. If anybody we... wants to uh, ask me about that, you know, they're, they're more than welcome to. My gamer tag is displayed on screen now. Or if you're in the uh, iTunes or SoundCloud, it's, it's SAS Omerta. That's S A S O M E R T A. Uh, you can just send me a message. Um, or alternatively, you can find me on Twitch. I don't stream or anything, but I do have an account. You can send me a whisper. Same gamer tag, um, but with a um, an underscore between the SAS and the O. Um, but that's fine. I mean, like I say, I'm not involved with Destiny anymore. Uh, uh, but I am still involved in gaming. I still, still, uh, I still do play every day or every other day. Uh, but I do play predominantly Rainbow Six Siege. Possibly might stream it. I don't know. It depends on uh, if anybody wants me to. Um, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell, Nessie. Yeah, man, why not? Alright, guys. You can find me here on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash writeyravita. Uh, we'll be recording this podcast live, hopefully every week. This was the first episode. You can also uh, subscribe to me on my YouTube channel, at writeyravita. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at or on Twitter, at writeyravita. And I think that's about it. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining the first episode of the Son of a Glitch podcast. We're going to try to be back every week. That is the ultimate goal. We're going to be bringing in different guests from different games. We're not just going to be talking about Destiny. Um, I'm going to load into different games every week. I'm not going to be loading into Destiny. Uh, however, I will only be able to load into Xbox games because for now, until Monster gets his fucking webcam and we get on Skype, we're going to be talking through the Xbox with the Xbox Party Chat. So next week, maybe we'll come to you guys live from the world of Final Fantasy XV. Maybe we'll jump into some Halo 5. Uh, I've never touched The Division, so maybe I'll even put the fucking Division in. We've got so many different games. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was the biggest I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Alright guys, so once again, thank you for joining the first episode. We'll be back to you next week, roughly around the same time, live on Twitch, and we will upload all these episodes to iTunes. Thank you guys for joining, we'll see you next time.